Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. 10, 9, Now. Get ready for Buzzworthy Radio. Show that gets you up close and personal with some of today's hottest stars. Got a question? Call in at 646-595-4228. Now, here's Navelle Day Lee. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of BuzzWitty Radio here on blogtalkradio.com and on BuzzWittyRadio.net. It's Thanksgiving Eve, everybody. November 23rd, 2011, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific Time, on blogtalkradio.com and on buzzworthyradio.net. Thank you, Jeff Straub, for that wonderful promo and introduction that you had given me um, in regards to this to this podcast here. I, I really do appreciate it. Checking out at jeffstraub.com. Uh, we are going to open the phone line tonight to take some callers because... We heard the news today break about uh, Prestwick Park suspending the move of One Life to Live and All My Children to online. So we will be taking callers for that. Uh, so please stay with us. Um, hang out for a little bit because first, Deidre Hall stopped by a couple of days ago. We got to speak to her about the book that she has written, How Does She Do It? Uh, so we took a few minutes out of of her time, out of her busy schedule, to have her sit down and speak with us about the book. Here it is, our interview with Deidre Hall that was, I would pretty much say, with the makeup for the fact that I didn't get to talk to her a day of days this year. I'm so sad, but here she is. She made a visit here on the show to speak to us about the book, but here it is, Deidre Hall, everybody. Neville, hi, how are you? Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you, too. I'm so excited to get to speak with you again for a few minutes. Uh, I'm sitting here with Deidre Hall, best known as Dr. Marlena Evans from NBC Daytime's Days of Our Lives. But what you probably don't know about her is that she's got another book out that was made available on October 31st of this year. How does she do it? It's a beauty book. We got into it a little bit the last time you were on the show. Now we're going to get into it full throttle this time. Uh, wow, full I was, throttle. <laughs> full throttle. Okay, here we go. So, so I was reading about this, and it's just funny how you just pretty much went all into it about how women should not go shopping with heterosexual men, <laughs> meaning that, no, women, don't take me shopping with you. Uh, <laughs> pretty much, I, I want to know just, just basically what do people need to do in order to basically keep themselves looking good in shape, everything like that? Like, like, what can we expect out of the book? Well, first of all, the book is a fun book. And uh, to give you an idea of the kind of humor you're going to find in it, the original title was Beauty Smackdown, <laughs> and then it was changed to Does This Mascara Make My Ass Look Big? Oh, my. Uh, <laughs> and the subtitle was going to be uh, Secrets That Your Best Friend, Makeup Artist, or a Gay Man uh, the only your beauty secrets that only your best friend, beauty consultant, and a gay man will tell you. Um, and then we settle for the very calm and mild. How does she do it? A beauty book. <laughs> but that's the kind of spirit you're going to find in the book. It is it is raucously fun and irreverent and uh, things that a lot of people don't talk about uh, because we think that's what you need to know. And women who are by nature collaborative. Uh, love to share and um, hear about other people's secrets. Mm-hmm. I very much don't know anything about secrets as, as far as keeping beauty in 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 shape. But um, here's my question: Would men find this helpful? <laughs> you know what? There's a lot in the book that men would find helpful. Really? And although it's not geared towards men, because we do a lot of uh, a lot of talk about uh, makeup and hairstyles and clothing and color and that sort of thing. But mm-hmm. but in terms of uh, health and upkeep, absolutely. 
Okay. I mean, the, the now, first two things that we talk about in the book that I think are are of uh, 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 primary importance are the biggest beauty secret is cheap and attainable by everybody, and it's enough sleep. What is that's a very good topic because you, there's a lot of people that speak of you know that eight hours is the most that you sh- well not the most but the least amount that you should get in order to get a, a healthy night's sleep. But then there's others that come out saying that it's this amount or that amount. What what how many hours of sleep should a person have? Well, and the pe- people you know will will uh, differ in this, but basically everybody should be getting seven to eight hours sleep a night. And that's what it takes a body to uh, uh, heal itself, to replenish itself. To it takes the brain to organize the information that you've taken in during the day. You know, we I write about it in the book, and and you we know that students that have crammed all night and not slept will not do as well as a student that says, "Yeah, I'm going to get three or four hours sleep now, and I'll take the test without the extra cramming," because. Right. The, the the woman who the person who sleeps we say woman because she, then she looks better too, but because the brain then will process the information and categorize it so it's accessible. So if you slept if you haven't slept all night you just you got all this sort of stuff going in and you can't access it later on. Right, exactly. And then you have those. Trust me, I was definitely one of those kids that would stay up all night cramming, and then I was the guy that be like, you know, I just need to get some sleep, don't stay up anymore cramming, and then take the test the next day without eating breakfast either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, imagine how that was the next morning. <laughs> I, I know. I've done it with my sons. I know. <laughs> it's tough. It, it's tough. You can't think straight. And you just, everything's just floating in your mind. And trust me, it's something I would never want to live again. But, you know, those that are starting out with their own kids, especially those that are entering into high school, you have to think about that. They're going to be up drinking Red Bulls yep. all night, yep. all night. And tell me, how did the concept of writing this book come into play? Like, basically, what, what you sat there and you're like, you know what, I need to, I should write a book about tips on how to stay healthy, look good, and all the years of my life. So, like, how did that come into those things don't they don't just happen they sort of evolve and uh this book happened because Lynn and I in addition to sitting around the kitchen whenever we're together and making soups and making meals and jotting down notes and exchanging ideas about well, try some cilantro in that or try a little bit of seasoned salt in that um uh we'll also uh uh do the same thing at the table when we're doing our makeup Mm-hmm. You know, find some good lighting in my kitchen, sit down at that kitchen table, everybody's familiar with that, put up our little mirrors and do our makeup together. And and it's an endless stream of conversation that goes something like this. Where did you get that color? I haven't seen that, seen that before. Well, I got it over at, uh, you know, at Neiman's and they have this thing and so and so. Or I would say my makeup artist is using this now. Do you like it? Here, give it a try. So right. we're always learning, we're always collaborating. And And I think it was just the obvious next step. It was, right. okay, we've done the kitchen close-up book, and that's what we want to tell people about, fast, easy, nutritious meals. Now we want to tell them about fast, easy, attainable beauty. Mm-hmm. So we did. And, you know, we did, we touched on this too, because that's, that's one of the things I'm trying to do myself better in, is eating healthier. You know, yep. And, uh, you know, I think as well, I think everybody should, especially once you get older, your metabolism slows up. And... You know, there's a lot of things that myself included eat that could run a risk of diabetes, could run a risk of any other types of something, um, something that happens into your body and in your mainstream that causes you to not want to get up and go. Instead, you want to get down and go to bed. Like, you don't have any energy. Yeah. And, you know, it's just it's just one of those things that's tough, but will you basically say that in this book it will make that a whole lot of easier for people to read it and go, I can do this. Well, the beauty, book, the beauty book makes things very attainable because we believe in that. I'm not going to make it hard for you. I want it to be easy for you. And speaking of the kitchen close-up, um, you know, what we've done there is, is is provide easy, quick, delicious, nutritious meals. Um, mm-hmm. And the problem with our food source these days is, you know, everything is GMO. It's, it's genetically modified. So, you know, corn and wheat, the allergies are crazy. That's why everybody is getting uh, wheat resistant. Um, it's mm-hmm. not real wheat. We've modified the wheat. We've modified the corn to make it more uh, 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 affordable to, to grow. And we're 
killing ourselves with it. So it's it's right. it's hard. It's hard out there. It is, and you know, there's also and then also exercising as well. You know, I, I try to do at least like thirty minutes, at least three days a week. Um, do you have, do you have any suggestions that is that good or is that uh, this is me personally asking this question to you? <laughs> uh, do you think that's good or do you think you that it should be? If you don't exercise your muscles, you will lose them. And as you're losing as you're losing weight and eating better, your body will look around for things to to uh, feed off of. And if you've got fat, they'll take that. If you're not using muscle, they'll take that sometimes. So, you know, keeping your body in shape is important in the long run because as you age, it's important to be limber and, and just as a survival tool. Uh, right. And 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 uh, for your heart to be exercised, it's it's a critical part of your of your health. Absolutely. Thank you so much for all the tips. And Deidre Hall's How Does She Do It, a beauty book, you can... Get it on Amazon.com and as I have an e-book, a better way to get could... it. Novell, there's a better way to get it. You can Where actually go to DeidraHall.com and order the book personalized. So if you want to give it to a friend for the holidays, go to DeidraHall.com, order it through there for a few dollars more. You can get it sent to you, you know, written out to Aunt Mary, Happy Holidays, uh, Margaret made me send this to you, Deidre Hall. Um, uh, that's the only way to get that done. and Or follow me on the Deidre Hall fan page. On Facebook? Yes. On Facebook. There it is. And on yeah. Twitter. She's on Twitter, too. And I'm on Twitter, too. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I love the book. I'm real proud of it. Um, uh, it it's, it's fun. It's dishy. It's chock full of information. And uh, it's a darling gift, and it's a fun read. I love it. And thank you so much for coming on and speaking to us about it. I really do appreciate it. Thanks, Emil. It's my pleasure. Thanks for helping. Absolutely. Thanks again. Take care. Happy Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Bye-bye. Deidre? Deidre Hall, everybody. Plays the role of Dr. Marlena Evan on NBC Daytime's Days of Our Lives. Talk to us about the book of How Does She Do It? You can pick it up by visiting her website as well as through her Facebook and on Twitter. Thanks to everybody at Days of Our Lives for allowing us to get her back on the show. Thank you very much for that. Thank you very much, Deidre, for stopping by and taking a few minutes out of your time to speak to us about the book as well. I am opening up both. If you, you can tell that I am ready for some food right now and Thanksgiving Day because I am slurring up my speech. But I'm opening up the phone lines right now because I wanted to basically get some fans calling in because I'm sure that they are wanting to voice some of their opinions about what's going on in, in the state of daytime. And, and, and it just seems like it's one after the other, after the other, and after the other. Trust me. I know how everybody feels right now because, you know, I lost the soap that I first got into, which I pretty much stuck through thick and thin, even at its worst peace, was as well turns when we lost as well turns uh, in last year. And, you know, of course, Guiding Light was the soap that was on when I got home from school, so of course, that was also a deal breaker for me as well. But news broke out today that it was official that Prospect Park had suspended bringing One Life to Live and All My Children online. Uh, We had heard a few months ago that ABC had released the licensing uh, fees to uh, Prospect Park so they would be able to air it in an online capacity. Um, They decided they wanted to take it on, and it seemed like it it, it was too good to be true. In, in, In my opinion, I thought it was too good to be true and I wanted to, obviously, more of us wanted to know what's the deal with it. What exactly are they going to do? How are they going to bring the soaps into the online format? And, of course, they were mentioning how we had found out they had bought the clothes, they bought the sets from one of the studios, and they were going to keep it at the same format that it was in, that it's currently airing as is on ABC, and... That takes a lot of time, effort, and money in order for that kind of production to be put into fruition. Just so you know. And 
later down the pike, we had found out that, you know, they needed, a, I can't exactly remember the figure. What was the figure again? Somebody might help me out. Uh, $68 million, apparently, that they would have needed in order to make this happen. But it, it's just really, it's really a shame that on this day, the day before Thanksgiving, that a lot of people are finding this out now. And as much as I am hurting in regards to the situation, it also hurts a lot more to not only have to live through the fact of a double cancellation, but you know, these actors are out of work. They're out of jobs. Jobs that they've pretty much been doing for over 30, 40 plus years. Not just on these two soaps alone, but on other soaps that they possibly also worked at previous to All My Children and One Life to Live. You know, and I, I'm sitting here, I'm a 26-year-old guy, and, you know, of course, I'm looking at it at a standpoint where, you know, the younger folks are able to probably get other acting jobs outside of the daytime arena, whereas those veterans that have been in the business for so long, where are they going to be able to find work? It's just, it's, it's very, very sad to even think about it, that, they are not going to be enough work as of late. And reading Hillary B. Smith's tweet in regards to the fact the ending was changed because of the fact of what we knew or what was told unto us about Prospect Park taking it on and continuing online. Um, you know, the show was going to end its run on ABC on the 13th of January, but then it was going to continue that Monday online with the following next episode. But now it's to a point where we're pretty much probably going to get an episode where it will leave us hanging. It will leave us hanging, but it's definitely going to be worthwhile drama that's going to be amazing to watch. And I applaud them for everything that they have been able to accomplish at One Life for the past several months, if not the past two years, how they were able to turn the show around in such a huge capacity around Carlevati, Frank Valentini, you guys have done tremendous with what you've been able to accomplish with One Life to Live. Um, I don't know exactly if uh, you wanted to be brought on 815 area code. I think you're calling from Illinois. Oh, hello. hello. Hi. Hi, yes. um, how are you? Wow, I'm good. How are you? What's your name? Um. Uh-oh. I think I lost her there. Uh, we'll try. We'll try you again in just a minute or so. Uh, I'm getting a New York caller too. If I'm getting my area codes right, hmm. Three four seven. Three four seven area codes. You're on the line. If you're listening to the speakers, uh, turn your speakers down. There you go. Uh, 347 area code. How are you? Uh, all right. She looks like she's not. Um, all right. We'll try you back. 240 area code. Let's try you. I'm in the state of Maryland. <laughs> oh, no. I just picked you up just now. Um, yeah. <laughs> the other one I had on was a 347 area code. So, um, yeah, I didn't I'm, know if you knew 240 was Maryland or not. I thought I'd let you I know. Didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I did not. So, uh, now that I know, call from Maryland. It's one of our What's new ones. <laughs> What's your name? Uh, my name is Kelly. Kelly, nice to meet you. Uh, so, nice to meet you, too. Uh, so, um, who are you on Twitter? Do I know you on Twitter? Yeah, I'm on Twitter. I'm Maya Moresco on Twitter. I just actually started following you. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw the name just now. Um, so, um, about the wonderfulness that was today that was brought upon us about I'm assuming that's what you're calling in reference to. Yeah. Uh, a lot of us are heartbroken that's happening, but I think that Prospect Park basically um, bit off more they can chew with such a small window of having to give everything up on running. And you know, you day, know how I'm not liking that word chew. Just a random note. But <laughs> just a random note. Okay, random they bit note. off more than they can swallow. How's that? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Watch no. the show, trust me. <laughs> 
I don't. I watched it for like two seconds, and immediately I said, "Yes, kind of change the channel." But you know, I, of course, I looked at it out of you know, like, is this the show that's going to replace all my children? Kind of attitude. Um, right. Yeah, I went into it like that, and of course, I already had my reservations by watching it. But I turned it on, and I took that out of my head for maybe about a minute. And yeah. I said, yeah, this show is replacing all my children. It's not kosher. But as as I was saying earlier, you know, I feel that Prospect Park went into this without thinking of the ramifications of what possibly could have happened once they yeah. took off this deal. I mean, if, I mean, it was great that somebody wanted to bring the soaps back into such a format that I think everything is going to follow suit to anyway. I mean, pretty much Internet is going to be the mainstream of media all over the place because television is going to become obsolete in my opinion. I mean, pretty much we rely on the Internet for everything. I, 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 I pretty much, all I do now is just I play with my phone on the Internet all the time. <laughs> Yeah, but, I mean, TV is basically the cassettes of today, and the internet's like the CDs of tomorrow. But it's um, it's just that the fact that I think if they had more time, they would have been able to do it. If they and really think it through and get the time that they need and know everything that they're getting into. But but the fact that it got canceled in April, got bought in like June, and it's supposed to be up and running in January, got canceled in September. They just bit off way more than they they could swallow. See, I remembered. But yeah. it's just that. It can happen. It might not happen today or tomorrow. It might happen two years from now. Who knows? But something's going to come down the line and, and come the way it's supposed to come. It's just that a lot of people are ready to just lynch Prospect Park, and they really shouldn't. They tried, you know, and didn't know what they were getting into, like you said. I mean, I'm 41, but I've been following all my children since 1970. So. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely not lynching Prospect Park in any way, shape, or form. You know, again, this was something that, um, they wanted to try to accomplish, but I didn't. Right. I don't think they thought of exactly what they needed to do in order to make it happen. Um, right. You know, they had to have potential sponsors. Sponsorship well, was Crystal, another thing that they needed to have. Yeah, Crystal Chappelle, who does the Venice series online, obviously it can be done. She's done it for three years and won an oh, Emmy. Absolutely. She it even had yeah. Done. She had an interview. Who she was a little wary about what Prospect Park did because she's like, I don't think they know how expensive it is to do this. So she kind of it's a lot of was, money. You know, and. I, and yeah, Crystal Chappelle. Yeah, she she did an interview where she said, I don't think they know what they're doing. She said, basically, she said that this is a very expensive, they can do it. I hope they can, but it's very expensive to do. And she just kept throwing that out there, thinking that they weren't thinking as they did it. And as time went on and all my children weren't being signed on and we were not hearing anything, I had in the back of my mind, like, this ain't going to happen either. I just, you know, keep hoping to hope, but... Yeah, it just kept falling through and falling through, and it's like, and they're not speaking to anybody, and they're not telling us every, anything, so it's like, yeah, this ain't going to happen. But right. It, it, just, it just got to a point when we were hearing that uh, meetings have been canceled, and especially now with today when they came out with the union talks about how yeah. they were close to making a deal, it's just that it, it, apparently it's just falling through. You know, they needed $68 million. Was it million or billion? I, I think it was million. Billion. Yeah. $68 million in order to make, to keep the model that the shows are at now, that they were at on ABC, to bring it onto the online format. $68 million. Um, uh-huh. How are you going to be able to get that amount of money in the amount of time that it would uh-huh. take before it was right. to premiere on an online capacity? Yeah. You know, and all my children didn't have everybody that was going to sign on as well. And right. it, it just seemed like, especially then, as I said, it just seems one one thing after the other thing after the other thing. Um, you know, with Susan Lucci's statement about what happened with her. Right. You know, it, it I just, think they put too much into Susan, though, because uh, if you watch the Twitters, Bobby Eakes, okay. um, you know, Katie McClain, all them, uh, Sarah, Christina, none of them were approached. Even while Willie said he wasn't approached, the majority of the people were not approached. I don't know how Cameron Matheson and Hartley got approached before you know, Bianca Montgomery, but it happened. But it's like a lot of them are like, we weren't even approached. So it seems yeah. like Susan wasn't working, so they decided mm, we're not going to anybody else. I don't know, but it's just like they just didn't think about it, and it's just like it fell through. And I think a lot of people were more upset to the fact that the way they ended all my children, Jared shooting somebody, and we will never know what happened. 
Yeah, I think that's pretty much a lot of I mean, that's a lot of us are saying right now, more so than than anything else, is that these shows did not get, like, a proper send-off that anybody has ever wanted, you know, because, you know, did you read Hillary B. Smith's tweet? Yeah, I did. Okay. And for yeah. those of you who did not see those tweets, it was, she had mentioned how the endings were changed because of what yeah. happened with the prospect part thing. So they yeah. changed the ending. They, 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 had, they had time to do it for One Life to Live. They didn't, you know, All My Children's was changed because it was going to Prospect Park. One Life to Live changed yours because they weren't going, so they're going to end in a way that we're going to be okay with. There's no, going to be, hopefully no cliffhanger that they need to write off of, but All My Children didn't get that, that, that ending because we were all hoping it was going over. So, you know, I even, t- I even tweeted her and told her, you know, I, I believe you. I'm following it. You know, I love your character and everything. And, and one life to live, and it's going to go fine. I said, but we're more upset the fact that all my children doesn't give that option, and we're all like, oh my god, <laughs> we got shot. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, well, I, I, I keep interrupting. <laughs> oh no, you're fine. It's just I was I was actually just going to say that. You know, honestly, I feel that it's going to be good all the way up to the end. I'm going to be very sad that we're going to be losing the show and it's not going to come back again. You know, like when I lost. Like two CBS soaps when they left the air, you know. Yeah. Imagine, you know, I can't really imagine seeing another soap going off the air. And then everything that's being talked about amongst General Hospital—that's another issue that we also yeah, need to. Yeah, that's Yeah. Uh, do you do you watch General Hospital? Do you follow what's going on? I my main one I followed was All My Children, and then One Life to Live here and there. General Hospital I could never really get into, but I know the characters. I know Scorpio, and, and I know Anna, and I know Robin, and I know, I I mean, I even remember the old, I think there was Bobby on there, who's not there anymore, and, you know, I know all the old ones that <laughs> don't really exist on here, and the old Quartermain before they got the one they have now. I mean, Alan Quartermain, all them, that really isn't on here anymore. Um, so I... I the main one I follow is all my children. I kind of got into one life to live here and there on certain storylines. And General Hospital, I could never really get into. I even remember when Blackie was on there. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah. yeah. John Stamos, when he was on there, I remember him. I remember Rick Springfield being on there, you know. So those that's when I followed it. But after it got older, for some reason, I just didn't really follow it anymore. But, I mean, with the way time is, the soaps probably eventually will all go away. And if everything's on the Internet. Now they know this is going to happen. Now somebody has the time to sit there and really think about what they need, if they want to take it to the net, what money they're going to need, how to get the the, um, the sponsors that they need. Hell, my opinion, contact Chappelle. <laughs> she seems to know what to do, you know. Contact <laughs> you know Chappelle. Like Get that. on. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah. Okay, keep you on the line for just a second. I'm going to bring on this other caller from Georgia. Did I get this oh. right? I, I'm very, I'm very not good. <laughs> That's very bad English, but I, I'm not good because of area codes. Uh, 770 area codes, you're on the line. How are you? Hi, Neville. My name Hi. is Angela. Hi, Angela. How are you? Oh, well, it's a sad day. Uh, it's a sad day. Um, I've been watching Days of Our Lives for an awfully long time, over 38 years, and um, but I've watched One Life to Live on and off. For at least twenty, I guess my question is, and I don't know if this is something that you know that maybe you can pursue, is really trying to get an interview with Ron. And I'm not quite sure how to pronounce his last name, but the head writer of One Life to Live, and, and Frank Valentini, you know, the executive producer, who signed on, um, you know, giving up other positions within. ABC. Now, again, maybe they know that something that we didn't know about General Hospital, you know, as of six or eight weeks ago, too. But, um, you know, again, I think there was so much more credence to it because so many of um, very talented people seem to really feel, I mean, you just don't think that these people would sign up if they did not have some serious capital there and committed to. Um, again, I've, you know, in, as far as just reading through Twitter, you know, you know Tom Castiello back when this first you know was proposed, you know he had you know some kind of you know about you know pretty much just a reality check of you know how how are they going to get all this organized? How are they going right, to deal exactly. with 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 you know with the unions and so forth? And it sounds like again I think since both 
w, um, the WGA West and ASTRA has come out today with a statement saying, you know, we've been working with them. WGA felt like they had a, a reasonable deal almost set. Um, so it's just interesting. To, it's going to be interesting to me to see what really happened um, because, again, I don't think I don't think this couldn't have been a complete shock to them because there were people in the industry or just out, like I said, Tom, for example, but there were other people that were giving all these issues back at the very beginning when this was proposed. And for them to have signed on so many great people off of One Life to Live, um, both in, you know, for executive positions or for, you know, being on the show, I just thought there's got to be more to the story. There probably is. Um to the story again. Uh, my thought process was as well because a few months ago, when they were close to getting ready to wrap up with uh, One Life to Live, you know, they had mentioned how Ron Connerbody was going to head to General Hospital and also help write at the show. Which mm-hmm. part of me also thinks that if that were to happen, we may not be feeling the way about that show the way we do about it now, uh, with what is going on over there as far as the writing is concerned, as well as with the storylines that are going to happen on the show. Um, General Hospital is very, you know, it's very disconcerting to see, you know, major stars like Kim McCullough leaving and um, just, you know, the the way in which the stories seem to be unfolding right now. Well, the thing thing about both of Kim, Kimberly McCullough and, and Jonathan Jackson, they both left on their own accord. Now, I would feel a little bit more differently about it if they were fired, but they both left on their own accord. Part of me me feels that they left on their own accord because they could see the writing on the wall of where the show was going and they wanted to get out and go ahead and pursue what they wanted to do, which is smarter on their terms. But the other part of me also feels that, you know, knowing that in my mind, yeah, all of us can see the writing on the wall that we don't have that much longer left at General Hospital and ABC either. I it, I don't feel like it's going to last long, especially with the fact that, number one, a Florida affiliate is losing General Hospital to Steve Harvey. Mm-hmm. Number two, pretty soon, I'm going to be losing, most likely, General Hospital because of Kate Carrick, which will then probably progress to everybody else, too not just in my um, area, but everybody else's as well. So it's very it's very difficult to think about. It's very difficult to think about where the show is going with the storyline that they're about to do with the serial killer thing. John Hospital is synonymous with murders anyway. Why do we need a serial killer coming in and doing more murder? As well as the fact that we could see Robin die of AIDS. It's very... That's very disconcerting. Yeah, the whole you know storyline with Lisa and um, you know the and the the syringe and all that was just very very sad. And obviously they've come out and said that they you know that Kim McCullough and um, Jason Thompson said they were very concerned about this about that whole storyline. And it does just show it it you know it, it, it to me it's, it's it's very telling that it's people that. You know, Kimberly McCall has been on that program since she was seven, on and off. I mean, she's probably one of the few, maybe the only actress I know of that has been on a soap, you know, from the time that she was a child, you know, and has continued to portray that, you know, character. I, di- I didn't watch As the World Turns, so I guess Martha Byrne might be another person that, that was on a, a soap for that long um, and yeah. played that continuing character. But it just it says that there is a real concern. People that you know are, you know, also, Kimberly and Jonathan Jackson both have other other careers. You know, they both you know both of them have got other things going on, um, and so you know maybe they just feel like it's you know it's better for them to go out when it's you know better than 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 the way it looks like it's heading. And it's and it's very sad to me. I think there's there's been so much about the affiliates too, and and just how all this is going to work with ABC. If ABC is going to just go to completely syndicated programming after Good Morning America, um, right. you know, and, and what's going to happen there in Atlanta, um, The when Oprah went off, um, we were one of several markets, I'm not sure if, if Philadelphia was one, that, um, you know, put news on it for. Yes, we were one of them, yes. 
Yeah, so Atlanta was too. One other thing that was interesting, though, is that Atlanta has for the last two or three years run Young and the Restless at 3 p.m. in Atlanta against General Hospital. And so, therefore, you know, kind of, you know, because we always had that big block at 1 o'clock, you had Days and Young and the Restless and All My Children. And they had moved them. They had moved them down, you know. And uh, you know, so that I guess there wasn't as much competition. I don't know what. I don't know what all the reasonings were on, on the CBS affiliate in Atlanta. But I think that was always interesting, and I think it made it. It made it pretty. It it, it made it more competitive, I think, with uh, General Hospital and and One Life and um, Young and the Restless. So I, it's just it's very sad. There are clearly people out there that are interested in this genre. Um, and I hope that it, it, you know that there is you know that there is still an opportunity. That, you know, maybe it is just too soon, as I guess what the other caller was saying, is that they just need more time. But honest to goodness, it's just puzzling to me to jump out there with this type of a commitment and to sign people up without really having um, you know some really solid backers. Because um, it couldn't have been a huge surprise for them to get to like that sixty-eight million or forty-eight million dollars figure, just like you're saying. Because there are other people that are out there. This has been discussed now for years. You know, Days of Our Lives yeah. cut their budget in half when, you know, several years ago. So, um, you know, I don't know. And I think there's there was I think on I think Jamie Giddens maybe had an email a, a tweet today talking about that NBC potentially really had made an offer to license General Hospital, for example, and it was turned down. Um, you know, that that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me either if, if, if you know, if, if they can make money off of it. Because are they, are they just going to retire these programs, you know, kind of like the... I don't think NBC is going to take on that other stuff anyway. I mean, look, they canceled everything and kept AIDS on the air. I really don't think NBC wanted to add another soap to the lineup. I really don't. I, I well, I, I, I thought that was odd too. I don't, and again, I haven't, you know, obviously, I haven't sent in a, a message or a question to Jamie about it. But I, several people have mentioned that today that that in fact that NBC had made an offer. I have no idea. I certainly have no idea. But um, you know, it's um, I, I I just think that it's um, it's just a sad day overall. And like I said, I feel for the actors and the crew. Um, too, I think that's the other. That's you know, you know, there's the the people that we don't see that are behind the camera um, that are also losing their jobs. Um, it's just a, it's just a sad day, and uh, but I'm, I'm anxious. I, I'm anxious to hear from um, like a, a Frank Valentini or a Ron um, person that, um, to see, you know, just kind of see what their take is on it at this point. You have any uh, thoughts, Kelly, as well? agree with her. Um, it's 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 all to fall down to not enough time, not enough money, and not enough thought into what they're doing. And did you lose her? I think. Oh, we did lose her. Uh oh. Uh, <laughs> in the middle. Of, lose Kelly. It's, it's, in the middle of a story, we lost Kelly. <laughs> Don't you love it? See, I think, I think this is ABC conspiracy. I still blame them for everything. I will always blame ABC for everything. Um, you know, <laughs> you know, it's just it's just the way that it is. Uh, let me take this caller from Michigan, six one six area code. How are you? What's your name? Uh, John. Hi, Andrea. How are you? Hi. Hi, John. What's up? Um, I just want to comment. We I've been going back and forth with uh, some people. On the Facebook pages, Andrea and I are both in the uh, Prospect Park one, sure. um, and we're both on Twitter together. And I just want to say that, you know, I've been thinking about this, you know, for the last couple of weeks, ever since the All My Children stuff started to get backburned. And I really think that it's, I can't really blame Prospect Park at all. I mean, you know, here's a, here's a new company, it's only been around like three years, that they had really good intentions, but I don't think they really knew what they were had to do. You know what I mean? They didn't understand what it would take to to put on a show, you know, 52 weeks a year, five days a week, you know. Um, I don't think that they realized, especially with the Internet, that maybe the union stuff would take as long as it did, you know. And I, it's 
there's just a lot of stuff. I mean, you have Hillary B. Smith tw- tweeting that, you know, uh, it, sh- it should really be on ABC because they're the one that made the deal because they wanted it to be on the Internet because they don't want, you know, the shows to be competing on another network, on broadcast. Right. And the deal was that it had to be on, it could go to cable, but it had to be on Internet first. So that already kind of set them up for a hard, you know, take of it. Because if they couldn't get it on the Internet, then they can't move it to cable. Right. So, I, I mean, I think they were already kind of screwed to begin with, in a sense. But I think Jeff Carowitz, I don't know how you pronounce his name, I think he definitely did everything he, from what I've heard and what I've read, I think he really tried. And some people are saying, well, how come you didn't call back after it? last month or whatever. But if you have investors that are backing out, don't you need the money first before you can finalize an after deal? Yeah, I would, think you, need to, I would falls, think you need to get the money. You know? All it falls back onto the fact that it's money. It's a money issue. That's pretty much the bottom line. It's a money issue. I mean, like I was telling people, I'm like, they could have had, they could have had every actor on the show signed and after agreements and WGA agreements and DGA agreements, but if they had, like, two major investors back out and they couldn't replace those people, then they don't have the money to do either show. Mm-hmm. And they don't have it. So then what? You know, it all it does. It all comes down to money. And I don't yeah. know, like, I, the one thing I'm kind of wondering is, do, do the rights automatically go back to ABC now, or does Prospect Park still have them? And if they go back to ABC... Will ABC even entertain anybody else taking them? Because That's a I very have, good I, question. Because I know, like, Andrea has been saying, she hasn't heard anything about the NBC deal, but I have heard friends tell me that MB, or NBC that NBC wanted it, but they wanted to buy, and that ABC priced it so high because they knew NBC couldn't afford the price they asked because they didn't want to sell it. Mm. So, I mean, so I don't know. Yeah, I think something like think a Bravo. A I think, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, from a contract perspective, um, again, I don't know the details of it, but I would think that there would be only a certain period of time. You know, if Prospect Park, um, you know, licensed the shows and then did nothing with them, yeah. that you know that well, you know, ABC yeah. could pull them back. Yeah, and I think that's the same thing too with the actors' contracts. You know, if the mm-hmm. if, if the unions don't come to an agreement by X date, then the contracts are just void because people are like, well, what about the actor contracts now? And I'm like, don't worry about those. Those aren't valid. You know, those were tentative to begin with. So since they're not going to do uh, union agreements, they're not. Gonna, it's not going to be an issue. So, you know, the actors can move on and, you know, hopefully find something else. But I, I think I think Cable would be great. I think Bravo would be a great place or a Lifetime or something because Lifetime, even though it's owned by ABC, it's not ABC owns part of it. They don't run it, if that makes sense. So it's not, if you get what I'm saying. So right. they have a stake in it, but they don't. So that would probably be another spot. But you have to have somebody willing to produce it because ABC is not going to produce the show anymore. And that's the people when they say about the Oprah Winfrey thing. Yeah, it would be great on the Oprah Winfrey Network. I, I, well, I don't think it would fit their shows, but even if Oprah wanted to put on her network, she doesn't put any of her own money into own. It's all discovery money. So another production company would have to produce the episodes and then air them for a fee somewhere, you know. Right. And I just don't see any cable network, you know, you know, buying these, you know, buying these shows and then having to spend, you know, around fifty million dollars per show. A year to produce them. You know what I mean, and then air them on top of that. I, I think it's I think it's very difficult in this economy, and especially when ratings are just you know. I think cable would be great because if if we could retain our 2.5 million viewers that watch both shows, that would be awesome ratings for any cable network that took it. But I think they're just they're just you know scared to do it you know in the first place. You know what I mean. I think if they someone did it, then they'd be very happy. But I think they're skittish to even attempt it. Anything there's just the money involved. Well, so. yeah, anything in this kind of 
reality what they're trying to accomplish, yeah, they will be skeptical, they will be skittish. Um, I was very skeptical about it when I first heard about it, when I first read about it, um, in regards to the fact they wanted to take these on and they wanted to keep it in such a way where it was already airing. It, it just seemed like it was just too much at one time to put in a rush on something that should not have been rushed to begin with. I mean, I would have been fine if they took the time, go ahead and book for sponsorship and production, whatever they needed in order to get these ventures to be posted online at the right time. I would not have rushed it in any way, shape, or form. I mean, look, you know, they all my children about the air in September. You know, I, I mean, if, if it took a year before we ever saw it again, I would have been happy with that. If yeah. it needed a year, so that way we get everything fit into place with actors, well, that, and writers, the crew, whatnot, I would have been fine with that. It, it just feel like it was all just put together all at once, just so that they could. Well, that, and that and that was one of that was one of my ideas, and it was someone else's idea too that I've heard, and I think it's a good one. It was a good one. Prospect Park should have, you know, maybe shot six weeks of All My Children, six weeks of One Life to Live, and then aired them back to back, just to show people that there's still people that want to watch it. So you still get three episodes of each show, you know, like a small arc. And then you go off for a couple of months, and then you bring it back. And maybe you do more. Maybe you do more than six weeks. Maybe you do three months of each, you know, because by then you have revenue. But I think them trying – I mean, it's great that they wanted to keep it the same because I understand why they wanted it that way because people are fickle to change, so they want their shows to be five days a week, 60 minutes, you know. They want that, you know. And even even saying, hey, knock it down to 30 minutes and film – you know, double the shows in the amount of time, people were like, no, 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 that won't work. Which I think 30 minutes would work fine. But I think it would have been better if they would have just said, okay, let's do six weeks here, six weeks here, show those, take a couple months off, see what the response is to that, then do more. You know. Mm-hmm. I think people would have waited for it. You know. That's the thing with daytime soap operas. Though. That's the one kind of bad thing about daytime. Because they do air five days a week, 52 weeks a year, people don't like to break that, and having to wait six months to a year for something to come back freaks them out. You know, where regular shows, Mad Mad Men has been off for, it'll be off over a year by the time it returns. You know, where people are waiting for that. So, I mean, I think if the story's good, and the acting is good, people will come back and check it out, no matter how long we would have had to wait. If we would, you know, if it was still going on. Maybe there's more opportunity. Novelle, you've interviewed Sherry Anderson a couple of times, and I've interviewed her myself. And I, yeah, while I'm not sure the statistics as far as how well um, all of the romance books that were you know, based upon Roman and Marla, uh, not Roman, John and Marlena, you know, and, and so forth, and I guess the new one that's coming out is the one with Kim and Shane. Um, that okay. you know, that somehow they could maybe expand on some of that. Um, you know, I know that the is it Soap Four Fifty One. Um, I know that the As the World Turns has written some books since then to kind of continue some of the characters and so forth. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It seems like there, there there would be some opportunities to see, you know to creatively, um, you know, keep keep the stories going, keep keep an interest there. Um, I even wonder, you know, as much as we're listening to Blog Talk Radio and. Um, and the shows, Novelle, like you produce, or the podcasts like Daytime Confidential produces, um, mm-hmm. you know, I wonder if we could actually go back to some radio. I mean, I mean, I didn't, I wasn't alive in the radio era at all, and I know, and, and I know I'm <laughs> older than you are, but, um, but yeah, you know, I'm just wondering, you know, if you know, if even doing some of that, um, yeah, there's there are some makeshift things, but again, I think if if you, if you don't have the bottom line dollars to start off with, you're never going to get you know get off the you know from the starting block. And uh, but I, I, again, I hope that I just hope that the that the prospect pro, prospect park offer was truly legitimate from the beginning, because you know it it did take some heat off of ABC when Prospect Park stepped up. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, and I don't want to. I don't want a conspiracy theory here because yeah. I don't. Again, I yeah, want to think. I want to think the best of everybody. But I, I, you know, that's that's the one thing that you know, yeah, that accomplished. Yeah, you know, by by saying you can have all that and more too, and that just ended a whole bunch of 
conversation about what was going to happen with the soaps. Um, Jerry Verdorn just actually released a statement, which is some stuff real quick. It says, hello, everybody. Thank you for your kind birthday wishes. I enjoyed the day prepping for the Thanksgiving feast. Much to be thankful for and a little something to grumble about. Don't blame Prospect Park, but rather blame the economy. They lost some financing that was hard to replace. Startup money is near impossible to find these days. Who knows what may happen? I guess my birthday present this year is retirement. Love to all. Hmm. Well, that's well, it's good to hear that again. I think yeah, you know, that it is like you said, the bottom line money issue that their that their interests were legitimate from the beginning. Hmm. Oh. Yeah, and I, I and you know, you can't. I mean, I understand where the fans are coming from too because they're really pissed off. But I mean, I think to blame. And, you know, I don't know. I've never met Brian Franz, but just from his, you know, tactics. I wouldn't be surprised if he's, like, laughing and throwing himself a party because of this, you know, because, yeah, he was going to get millions of dollars, but he wasn't going to spend any money on this. So they're not going to make any money anymore, but they're not going to lose any money. So he's probably thinking, oh, look, now Prospect Park is the most hated, you know. And that's what I, hope, that's what I think people are going to forget. And then they're gonna like be like, oh, it's not ABC's big. You know, ABC's not the big problem. Prospect Park is, and while everybody says it's hitting on at Prospect Park, ABC is doing whatever it can to cancel, you know, General Hospital, you know, in the next couple months. And you know, and that's that's just that. Don't forget that ABC, you know, doesn't even want the shows to begin with, you know. So, I think. I think people are just transferring anger from ABC to Prospect Park because Prospect Park said this is our intention, but we can't do it, and now they don't know what to do. And I think a lot of it is valid. I just hope it doesn't become too big of a problem for you know and get too carried away because some I, fans do that. I understand well. the anger. I understand the anger from the fans. I really do. I actually got into it with somebody last week in regards to that. You um, never really got into a fight with someone? <laughs> I didn't really get into a fight. I pretty much put my opinions out there. Not necessarily oh, okay. a fight. It was just it was just the fact that I had enough of the fact that you're pretty much right now gearing your anger against somebody else simply because they're voicing their opinion on the whole matter, especially somebody that's been working in the business for mm-hmm. a long time. Um, you know, it's, again, I said, I understand where you're coming from. I understand how you feel. I was there, not once, but twice. And I lost Donnie Life and his whole turn. And at least you guys came out to try to save the two, and it looked like those two, with all my children, were like, Liv, we're going to go somewhere. I didn't feel any love for Guyana and Nazwell Turns when they went up the air. And it just seems like every time that something happens where they get upset about when a, an article breaks out that they don't like, they they turn they turn to hatred, they turn they use their venom onto every single silk fan and everybody else in just in Twitter and Facebook, all of it. It's just like, why are you going against us when we all want the same thing? But instead well, of coming together and uniting us fans to do whatever you want to try to do to save yourself that you have been trying to do for several months now, you're you're well, now going above and beyond to basically decimate us. It just absolutely makes no sense to me. Yeah, I mean, in the deadline article, I mean, it was sad to read. And it's so funny now because the Deadline article today just basically, you know, gave us a hint of what we're going to release later. And now, because two weeks ago, I believe, they Deadline released a statement or something about the choose ratings and the fact that they weren't good and that they were saying, well, fans of General Hospital don't have anything to worry about because the two will get canceled and General Hospital will be safe. Now, because of what Deadline said about One Life for All My Children today, people are saying, well, now, since Deadline says GH is fine, GH is fine, it's not going anywhere. And, it's, and I'm thinking, I'm reading this stuff, and I'm like, oh, no, you know, you're going to get horribly disappointed. You know, it's, it's, it's like, okay, somebody says one thing that's true, and then they believe everything that, you know, they say. But, you know, it's like, no, you still need to fight if you want your shows to stay, you know. So it's really sad. 
because, you know, I think people are kind of, you know, there's some people, like Andrea said, you said today on one of the pages, you don't really know, you do what you can do, but you don't know how much light you have left. You know, and I agree with that. It's like, okay, we've done all this. Where, where else can we go? You know, right. what's this, you know, Silas has this wonderful plan. I can't wait to read. I hope it's great. And hope he's already jazzed about it. I hope it works. But it's like, what can we do? You know, uh, they give Silas a lot of rats. They do. They give Silas a lot of rats. I love him to death. I really do. Um, I, know, yeah. I don't think he's got a great plan and it's going to work. But it's like, you know. It's almost better for me to just ready myself to realize that once January 13th comes around, that one life won't be on anymore, you know. And if it happens to come back, then great. But if it doesn't, I'm just going to enjoy the last eight weeks or whatever we have left, you know. Silas always tends to have something on his sleeve, so hopefully um, once we hear about it, it's definitely going to... I hope so. It'll help. It'll help. It'll help. And um, uh, I saw Kelly had... uh, Call back in after we had lost her. her All right, call. but I will, I will I will get off and let you get back to talking to her. It was nice talking to you guys. Thanks for calling, man. Appreciate okay, it, John. Take care. Bye. Now we had lost her while you were saying something, Kelly, and <laughs> don't know if you remember what you were talking about. But if you did have any other opinions you'd like to share, please feel free. Well, basically, I would say that I agreed with the other caller that. They just didn't have the time or the knowledge of what they needed or how to put it up. And like with the other caller with the questions I was hearing by him, one, if now that people know what's needed to put it online, somebody will have the time to figure it out. And I'm sure ABC would still sell them or rights or whatever it is they need to put it up there. And if they do so and somebody goes after it this time, hopefully they'll have everything in place they need since they know what's needed now. And Oprah was actually bombarded with people where she made a video that's on YouTube to explain why she could not put it on own. I don't know if anybody knows that. I actually happened to find it on YouTube one time. She made a, yeah. a special video to tell us that. But it's, to me, all my children one life to live is shelved. It's not dead. Okay? They did not have the time or the money in such that short, you know, span to do what they needed to do. Now they know what's needed, and I think they're in a contract with ABC to have this running in a certain amount of time to be able to keep the rights to ABC to tell my children one life to live. And I think that's why they shelved it because their time frame that they now need to do this is not going to hit the time frame of the contract they have with ABC. It's what I'm thinking is happening. So basically it's going to be a time future thing if it gets up and running. And to me it's shelved. It's not dead. It could still happen. And Somebody can get up and go, this is what's needed. This is what we need to do. This is how it's going to have to go. Let's figure this out. We've got time to do it now and get it up there. Because sooner or later, our TV is going to be in our computer, and that's all we're going to have in our homes anymore. So right. they'll figure it out one way or another. I'm not going to say it's dead. I'm going to say it's sheltered this period. Okay. That's how I see it. We'll go with that. I will I will use that. It is shelved for the mm-hmm. time being. I could come back. Bring it back, call Chappelle. And call Chappelle. What a way to to wrap this up. We're going to wrap it up here. Uh, Ladies, thank you so much for calling in to the show tonight. Um, Happy Thanksgiving to you both. I appreciate you, too, as well as John, for calling in and posing your opinions about uh, Prospect Park and all my children would like to live. Thank you so much. Thank you for letting me see you. Be safe. Be safe. What a way to wrap it up. Thank you. You, too. Bye. That's going to wrap it up for our show tonight. Thank you so much for calling in into the program. I really do appreciate you spending Thanksgiving Eve with me. Two hours before the newest episode of Revenge hits our screen on ABC, this episode is entitled Suspicion. These suspicious elephants happen. It's going to be a good one. Check it out. 10, 9 Central, only on ABC. And the show that proves that the primetime soap definitely is not dead. And that's Revenge. Check it out. I am going to be back here next Wednesday with Maurice Bernard and Kelly Sullivan from AZ Day Time General Hospital at Sunny and Kate. So check that out. 10, 10 p.m., 9 Eastern. Oh, I wonder, will Revenge be new next week? Because if it is, you may have to miss eight minutes of it just to listen to my interview with Maurice Bernard. <laughs> That's going to be funny. 
But we'll see what happens. All right, we'll see you guys next Monday. Take care. I'm Nadal Jaylee. Make sure you get the latest stuff with Buzzworthy Radio. Have a good Thanksgiving, everybody. Please be safe in whatever it is that you do, and we hope to see you guys back here next Monday. Can't get enough of Buzzworthy Radio. Log on now to www.buzzworthyradio.net to get the latest news on upcoming guests, past shows, and videos of all your favorite stars. Keep getting the latest buzz with Buzzworthy. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.